Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and I have with us today Jessica Higgins. She is the Chief Marketing Officer at Digits, and she's also a writer and an author, and she's just an all-around awesome lady. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk talk with you today. Yes, we are excited. Let's talk about first, let's kick, kick it off with Digits. Tell us all about this. So Digits? is a company that is actually it's both an app and a platform that allows you to transact cryptocurrency on any debit or credit card that you already have. So it bypasses issuing a separate card. It bypasses um, the choice of any vendor to want to accept or not accept crypto. What it does is you simply take any existing debit card or credit card that you already have, you plug it into the app, and then you can then go onto the app and turn on and off your crypto account. So you can choose whether you want to transact in Bitcoin or Ethereum or fiat or any you know any currency that is that um, you can transact, and then you um, you run the transaction, and the vendor has has no idea. Whenever you transact, a smart uh, smart contract is issued, and it goes straight to that vendor for that amount of the currency. And and is what kind of is there a lag time at all, or is it instantaneous, just like a credit card? It's totally instantaneous. That's what's really beautiful about what we're doing is we're we're creating um, a solution to the two really biggest issues in the crypto markets, which are volatility, volatility and transaction times. So it's um, whenever you transact, a smart contract is issued. It's instantaneous transaction time with zero volatility. So that that amount is that amount. And then there's a big complicated backend behind that uh, called the hedge lending network that allows all of that to function. And we can discuss it as well if you'd like. But yeah, the main point is it's instant transacting, just like basically, what I, basically making it as easy to transact um, as, as it is today, just u- utilizing cryptocurrency. Wow. Because that's, that's the big push, right, is when people are not in the crypto world, one of, there's a couple things, but one of the things that I think is causing people not to jump in with both feet is, okay, well, how do I spend it? You know, I have to find someone that accepts crypto and I have to, you know, put in my fiat, get the crypto and then do all this stuff. And it seems a little more labor intensive and you're really taking all that up. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because um, I was actually paid for the first time in crypto when I joined this company. And I laughed when I first was heard that I would be paid in crypto because I think there's the other issue, which is like, what the hell is crypto? Like, what does this even mean? <laughs> so for most people, you kind of go, wait, what? What is this? Do I, is it a, you know, and even the SEC is talking about that. Is it security? What is this? And so it turns crypto just into money, just like we use lines of credit and lines uh, in our checking accounts of currency. It just becomes currency, which I think is the beauty of, of what we're doing. Absolutely. I guess another thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, you have this, this this Visa, Mastercard, and you can use different kinds of currencies. Is it going to be accepted worldwide? So, say if I'm traveling to a different country and I don't want to convert currencies, I can use crypto in other countries flawlessly, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, so it it takes the um, the decision making out of the hands of of the vendor, right? So if they have mm-hmm. a chip card reader and they accept your debit or credit card. 
then they're accepting um, essentially a smart contract that issues a payment amount. And so whether that instantaneous conversion, you know, is happening on the back end, it's not the decision of um, any independent vendor at all. So um, it just totally takes that even off the equation. It just becomes anywhere that you spend um, money with a credit card or debit card, you can then spend money with your crypto card or your cryptocurrency. It's so simple. And when people start aligning cryptocurrency with fiat currency and how it is so similar in many ways, that's when it's going to become an everyday thing to use. And that was the exact challenge that our CEO, Ben Wei, was posed with. So he was in the payments industry for the past four years, and um, somebody challenged him. He's a technologist and a futurist, and he's come up with, I mean, so many brilliant inventions over his life that somebody in his company challenged him and said, I bet you can't make cryptocurrency as easy to spend as currency is today in, you know, in the world of just transactions. And so that's where Digits was born and created was he's actually solved this problem for us. That's fantastic. Now, Digits also has its own token, correct? So we are in pre-ICO phase now. And yeah, okay. we're issuing um, we're issuing tokens. You can you can buy in the pre-ICO phase, uh, or you can buy in during the ICO phase, and there'll be a limited number of tokens. And the tokens will just give you access into the hedge lending network, so that you can become part of um, the back end of this network of hedge lending that we that we've created that allows um, us to overcome the volatility issue. So it's the first networked hedge lending system ever created. And um, in and of itself, it's a, it's a really interesting and, and beautiful concept of lending, um, you know, against future currency, um, you know, prices to to just eliminate the volatility over time. And so that, and that actually is going to close in, go, sorry, go ahead. Uh, we're open. Oh yeah. So we're. I'm just saying we're opening that up in September of this year. You can uh, learn more about it at digits.io or joining our Telegram link at uh, t.me/digitsinc if you want more information on that. And with uh, with the with the token you have, and then with the credit card again, you touched on it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Those are the ones that are accepted yeah. onto your credit card. Oh, so when it comes to the app, anybody, the app will be made available where anybody can download this app and anybody can plug their credit and debit card numbers into this app once we release the app. And that is releasing at the end of this year. So once that releases, um, it will be attached to Coinbase. So over time, um, whatever Coinbase supports, uh, our app will support. Very cool. Very cool. And and the app is, is Visa, MasterCard, and Amex currently. Any debit or credit cards that, yeah, that you have issued, um, we can operate on that card. So it's your Visa, it's your Amex, it's your, um, you know, banking card. It's, and what's really beautiful about that is we're actually creating access for the underbanks and unbanks in a lot of ways because you could even go into a CVS or any grocery store and buy one of those, you know, $20 Visa gift cards. And then you can run um, your cryptocurrency off of that card as well. So just any debit or credit card. Wow. Then that's that's such a, a door opening for people who are unbanked. Uh, I talk about this with a lot of people and how important it is in the crypto world. You know, say you're not you're not interested in getting crypto yourself, and that's okay. But when you think about it from the standpoint of people who don't have a secure banking system, and how this is opening up so many doors for people. Um, you know, it really makes you reconsider your your stance on on cryptocurrency and, and all of that. So that's that's fantastic. That that's that's a little workaround for people who maybe don't have access to a Visa, to a debit card or a credit card. 
Absolutely. I think about all the, you know, the women, I mean, you're, you're a woman speaking to a woman on a podcast right now, and we are so lucky to be where we are in this world and to have been born into, you know, the, the lucky freedom club. Um, and most mm-hmm. of the world's women weren't born into our club, unfortunately. And so I just love the idea that even if you cannot legally attain a bank account and you're in a country where you have very little rights whatsoever, if you can get access to a debit or a credit card, um, you know, you in the in, in the internet because the internet is literally the you know the engine upon which anything can can become free in, in in the information space. And now we have blockchain, so you know we have this huge new freedom that's opening and becoming available to people. And so yeah, that was really the vision of Digits is just to give anybody access to be able to transact and give access to all these people who may have never transacted in their lives because. Even if you can get a hold of a, you know, a little debit or a credit card, you still can't go and open a bank in many countries or put a banking account in many mm-hmm. countries. And um, so now, you know, this is giving a whole new type of freedom. And, and I agree with you, whether we individually, you know, or morally agree with cryptocurrency on a daily basis in pop culture, we can't help but look at, at, at what this, you know, is able to do for so many people who aren't born into the lucky freedom club that we were born into. And I think we have a duty and responsibility to open this up for that reason alone. Oh, preach girl. I totally feel like you on that. And, you know, you just think, you know, how, how privileged we are. And, and like you said, we have a responsibility to share this freedom that we have because that's just a humanistic right. And unfortunately it's not available to a great many people, um, whether it's based on race or or culture or um, gender. And that's, and that's something that I think a lot of people just do not think about because it doesn't affect them. And that's not their fault. It just is something they're not aware of and bringing awareness and giving them these tools to hopefully if they, if they wish to change their, their lives and change their, their outcomes. And there, I don't think there's anything greater than giving someone uh, freedom of choice and freedom of financial uh, limitation. Absolutely. And it's so funny because you think back to um, the conversations that were had in the early days of the internet, and we can kind of look back and say, gosh, you know, we wish people were thinking about it this way as this tool for, you know, anybody in the world to become hyper-connected to unlimited information, and what a huge educational tool that could be, and um, instead, you know, the early days of the internet, everyone was kind of scared of it and kind of didn't know what to do with it, and I feel like, like you said, we can't help ourselves, you know, we're kind of sitting in this place where everyone's kind of scared and they kind of don't know what to do, but the truth is, I think we'll all look back in one day, you know, I hope that that we can have that conversation that we're having now where we say, wow, this has really accomplished this goal. Um, you know, I hope that it's not driven out by either regulation or just human fear and that we do accomplish the goal that, you know, that we would like to accomplish. I think both in the cryptocurrency market in general, blockchain world in general, and then also, you know, with digits, just um, this is this is an application that anybody can download and, and start utilizing cryptocurrency. So the, the goal is not, you know, to make money. The goal is just to provide access, really. Exactly, providing access. And and most good ideas started off with with a pushback because people people don't like change. We're afraid of change because it is shaking up our our beliefs. And you know it's a lot easier just to keep doing the same thing. It's a heck of a lot easier to just stay on course of what you're used to. And so change is always going to be scary. And I hope I hope most of the world is is opening up their minds to just different different ways of looking at it. You know, just different ways of looking at it. Um, so if people want to get involved with digits. What's the what's the best way to get the app? How can people learn more about it? 
So right now we have tested the app, we've tested the hedge lending network, and um, it looks like everything is all set to go. All the approvals have have been um, gotten that I, that I believe we've needed to get. We are ready to go. So we are sitting in pre-ICO phase now. And so if you'd like to invest, um, accredited investors and international investors are welcome to invest. You can reach out to to me at jessicadigits.io. Um, you can go and check out the, you know, the Digits Explainer videos and the Hedge Lending Network and Proof of Concept will be launching soon on our website as well on digits.io. Um, and then there's always our Telegram chat where, you know, you can chat with our team directly. Our team comes from um, Apple Pay, Visa, PayPal. It is, it is an incredible team, Ripple, incredible team that's come together, and you can access any of us and chat with us at uh, t.me slash digits inc. And um, then whenever the app releases, I hope you'll go into the app store and download it and, and uh, make, you know, make crypto one of your just go-to currencies in your everyday life because we'd like to bring – that's really our goal is to bring cryptocurrency into just the everyday life of transactions. Absolutely, and and it seems like Digits is also uh, on social social media, so you can do Facebook and Twitter and kind of follow you on those mediums as well. Oh, sure, yeah. So we're getting a lot of news coverage right now, and I'm using Twitter as a means for publishing that. So that's at Digits Crypto, um, but that's me. You can tweet at me there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Digits Crypto. Uh, you can find us even on LinkedIn. We're on um, Digits Payments on LinkedIn. And that's D-I-G-I-T-S. Wonderful. So, Jessica, tell us a little bit more about you and how you got involved with this space. And, you know, you're saying how you've recently been paid in crypto and now it's, you know, it's becoming part of your life. You're also a writer. You're an author. Give us a little insight into, into who Jessica is. Yeah, I'm an unlikely crypto expert, to say the least. Um, given that I've I've currently had crypto for I think uh, a few months now, but I, so I am a, a cultural design expert, and so uh, what I look at is how you spread cultural movements. And it was originally brought to me blockchain technology by Pfizer, who was the first to market on um, bringing proof of concept into the marketplace for blockchain technology. And they came to us and said, you know, how first of all, how do we what we've done to the average person? And second, how do we make them want to join and be part of this movement, right? And I think that's the major issue that you have right now in cryptocurrency and blockchain is like, how do you talk to people about this? And how do you get people to embrace this? And so um, I came in as an outsider, as a culture design expert, and um, created a a set of stories, really, because whenever you're looking at how culture spreads and how movements are spread, a lot of that's through storytelling. So I helped Pfizer tell their story about their product. And then uh, ben and I have been friends for uh, in excess of maybe 15 years, and I've watched Ben. You know, he was one of the first um, create one of the first consumer platforms on like the Internet 1.0 days. I mean, he's he's been a futurist for so many years, and when I saw what he was doing in the in the crypto space, I you know I, I kind of scoffed at most of crypto. I thought, oh, I don't know what this is. I'm not really paying attention to it. Blockchain was very interesting to me. Crypto, not so much. But when I when I saw what he was doing and bringing access to everybody, I said I have to be part of this. And so I joined Ben's team in helping tell the story of 
um, the stories that we kind of discussed today, right? Like what it means to bring cryptocurrency to the world and, and the access and the equality and all the, the, you know, international impacts and all the problems that we can solve bringing, you know, cryptocurrency into everyday transacting. And so that's how I joined Ben's team and I am the most, um, the most, uh, uh, let's see the the least experienced in the crypto space, but I am extremely experienced in the you know the culture spread and and narrative and storytelling space, and so that's that's the role I play for the team. What a what a happy little fit, you know. It, it, sometimes those things just work out where you're at the right place, right time. But it's just you know you've had a friendship for so long, and so then long. this just makes sense, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, it was funny because when um, Ben was down in Miami, where I live, there was recently a crypto story down in Miami about cryptocurrency. It was at um, a, a strip club, and it was all about how it's a boys' club. And you and I can laugh <laughs> at that, you know, because it's we know it's it's partly true and partly not true. And so when Ben was hosting a networking event, I called a bunch of my media contacts and we had Vice show up, we had CBS show up, we had all of these people showing up ready to write the story. And then nobody wrote a story because there was no angle to um, a a technologist (laughs) and a futurist doing good for humanity and just being really smart and and giving giving access to everybody. Not one of them wrote a story. And shit, okay, now what do we do? Um, How do we create a story around this? You know, because there are these stories and see right now tell and then there are the stories that nobody's telling and I think those are the stories that should be told so whether it's the right place the right time remains to be seen I'm you know I'm hoping I can do my job well and spread this um, this company and this idea and this platform to the world Uh, but we will see if people want to tell a good story about crypto or not right yeah and you know you, you touched on a really good point bad news sells better than good news and it's so it's Depressing, but, you know, that's what's going to grab headlines. People, you know, because they're driven by fear or whatnot, a lot of times they gravitate towards, like, you know, things that are bad. Um, like, people constantly are telling me, well, crypto is, is for, you know, the black market stuff and, and the underbelly of the Internet. I'm like, you know, fiat currency has been involved in more crimes, I'm sure, than <laughs> cryptocurrency ever has been. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's like how many drug deals in cash versus Bitcoin, I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have someone sitting there with their cell phone, like, you know, scanning QVC codes or whatever. to <laughs> give, give you drugs. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then now we have, it's almost attacked, you know, it's like fake news or being attacked by the media with all these silly <laughs> stories about, you know, scamming ICOs all over the place and everyone's a scam. And, and it's, I mean, there's something to be said about telling a story that, um, that sells attention. And so, you know, if we're in a fight for clicks, obviously bad news is going to win that fight over good news any day. Um, but yeah, I would really love to see the day where the story is being told that, you know, people who are underprivileged and people who are underbanked and, and women and all these other people who have no access, freedom to really even transact, um, which is such a basic freedom that most of us experience who are probably listening to a podcast right now, um, you know, giving people that freedom and that access to just be able to move freely and transact freely in the world. I think that's something that I, w- I would love to story to be able to tell about that someday. And I and we're all kind of on the stage with that with digits and hoping, you know, to to keep pushing the positive word around cryptocurrency and, and just, um, you know, hoping that the culture will, will spread around that. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of really game-changing ideas and concepts get a lot of pushback like we were talking about at first. But when it's something that is solid that people – need 
they're going to continue to use it, whether or not there's positivity behind it. You know, people who are underbanked, people who need cryptocurrency to get out of their current situation, they're going to keep using this resource because to them, this is their freedom, this is their life. And those stories will come to the surface eventually. And it might take longer than we want, but I have a good gut feeling that that this will prevail in, in a positive way eventually. It just might not be the way that we envision right now. No, I hope that you're right. I know I'm almost interested in telling the elitist story of like how annoying it is to have to walk into your bank. And just for that alone, can we all just please stop doing that and overthrow the banking industry yes. already? It's so annoying. I, I bank at TD Bank, which says America's Convenient Bank, and I laugh at the sign every time and you know, talk to the disgruntled teller. And I'm like, you know, the, the privilege struggles are real, too. Maybe we could just start with that story of like what is banking system that's so broken and so flawed and um, maybe that could be our elitist triumph, running the banking. And then also, and yeah, you might actually get more more views. <laughs> right, exactly. Like Jessica took down TD Bank. That's a good headline. That would be a great headline for me. I would love that. <laughs> you got to go to a credit union. They're they're so much better. But still, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, and then you know you look at other that are being disrupted as well. But you know, cr- cryptocurrency is is definitely um, the means by which we could create a lot of um, instantaneous free information and transaction and, and much lower rates and lower fees too. I, I've been reading up on all this stuff about, you know, the, the difference between um, the fees associated with cryptocurrency alone. I mean, I, as a, as a person who's living on the top 1% of the world, I don't know why you're not paying attention to cryptocurrency right now. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing people People are so used to this substandard level of banking and the fees and the annoyances. It's just, oh, that's banking. It's like the DMV, right? Oh, that's just the DMV. Well, it doesn't have to suck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. had, you know, we had mobile revolution, and um, I still don't know how any of us got anywhere without a Google map, but I, I'll never figure that one out for, for the life of me. But, you know, you think about people without Google maps, and it's like, you know, if somebody just handed them an iPhone and gone, here, here you go. Um, probably would have, you know, jumped ahead. And so we're kind of hoping to, to do that, you know, just like, here, here you go. Maybe you can just transact crypto as well and see what this is all about. And then once it becomes easy and seamless, um, you know, maybe maybe there people will just be lazy and stop banking. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we can always rely on the laziness of humans. I think that's a, that's a standard. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and Amazon. I just assume that anything you can do on Amazon is going to go ahead and just be a good idea for everybody. And that's my default. And I think they're – do they accept crypto yet, or are they on their way? So they don't, but they do accept debit and credit cards, meaning that when we launch, they there will be – whether they like it or not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there, we get pushback uh, on that. You know, the whether they like it or not is easy for some people. It's like, well, how dare you? How can you take this out of our hands? But if you have a smart contract that's issued for the currency amount, then, you know, the that vendor needs their currency and doesn't know any difference. So it's all a mm-hmm. seamless and smooth thing that happens behind the scenes that it's not taking it out of the, you know, the rights of anybody. It's really just... Um, creating an instantaneous conversion transaction system without any volatility that, you know, it doesn't have any transaction time associated with it. So it actually makes everything run a lot smoother. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're running out of time, Jessica, but this has been such a fantastic time. And I really want to thank you for tackling such big issues like this and for staying strong against all the hate that is, I'm sure, being thrown your way on a daily basis. So 
keep up the good fight and know know that you know there's a lot of people out there who are who are still excited and fighting and it's going to you know it's going to come around and change at some point I love what you're saying and cannot wait to speak with you in the future when we can high-five each other for it. Yes, I love it. I love high-five. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jessica, and we will high-five soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. That was Jessica Higgins. She is the CMO of Digits. She's also a writer and author. Find her on Twitter. Go to digits.io to check out all of that. And thank you all for joining us here today on Feature Tech Podcast. And You know, don't give those haters the time of day. Do what you're going to do and think outside the box. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.